0: Welcome back to the go to go podcast man episode 45 sitting here NBA finals concluded definitely shorter than predicted uh, uh, at least on this side man (laughs) it is what it is we'll get into it man um but yeah episode 45 went through a whole football season and now basketball season concluded man um so he'd definitely been in it, man, 45 weeks ongoing now. But Nuggets take the NBA Finals, man, five games, 4-1, uh, obviously, Joker, MVP. We'll get into that, man. Kind of your your thoughts on the Finals, you know, just any, like, first takes, anything like that?
1: Um, It went pretty much how I expected it. But, I mean, obviously, you know, hometown heat, it would have been really cool to see them win. I I said six, so the Denver Nuggets got it done in the game shorter. I thought I was gonna be right, the way the Heat started off playing, and you know before the third quarter. But we'll talk about that. But yeah, man, it's it's been fun it's going into kind of like the off season, like the first ever off season we've ever had. Like when we started, it was right before football season, and then we went right into basketball. So it should be interesting going into the dog days of summer. Yeah,
0: it's about. I literally saw a post today. It's kind of like limbo sports. It definitely Think is ninety something days till NFL kicks off. Think we're almost a hundred and twenty days from MLB postseason. A hundred plus days from the NBA tip. Like, yeah, it's definitely the dog days of summer. Yeah, gonna have to come up with some interesting ideas.
1: Yeah, hopefully, well. NBA free agency trades, you know, some rumors going around today that might be interesting summer. <laughs> keep the summer kind of going.
0: Thinking about the same ones right now. This is definitely something uh, we're going to get into later for at least the losing team for sure in these NBA finals, man. But, I mean, Denver Nuggets, hats off to them. Much respect uh, to Yokes in here as a Heat fan. He dapped up. All the Heat players after they won the ring. Total class act, man. Props to him. I mean, best super on the planet right now. Clear cut. And he went out got a job done. Obviously, two-man crew, Jamal Murray. Company definitely helped. You got a big game from Bruce Brown, Christian Brown. Um, Aaron Gordon had some big games. Uh, Nuggets, they were just hot at the right time. And they could not, not be stopped, especially with the Heat not playing their best ball. Um, I think the last time we recorded the series was either one one or two one. Um,
1: I think it. I think the it was two one. I believe.
0: Yeah, maybe two one. Um, trying to think back to game four was it a third quarter meltdown. Nuggets best third quarter team there is. They just come out and absolutely dominate. I think it was like a five point game and a half, and they just came out. Uh. Not stopping, and then I think that was the game Bruce Brown took over in the fourth. Uh, yeah. He had some big-time trouble. Any thoughts from game four? It seems like forever ago at this point, but.
1: um, Yeah, game, I think the most pivotal game in this series was game three when you had Jokic and Murray going off for of the 30-point triple-doubles, like the first time that's ever happened in NBA history. But just, you know, in terms of Nikola Jokic, like stamping him as one of the, like probably the best player in the league right now as one of the all time greats, you know, going out, getting 30, 20 and 10 on the biggest stage in what seemed to be like the like only time the Denver Nuggets have really faced adversity in the postseason. And, you know, just regular season so far this year, you know, coming out and having that kind of performance, I think that was like really a tone setter because you got to think. The Heat just gave Denver their first loss at home since, like, March. You know, Nuggets' kind, backs were kind of against the wall. Heat were, like, they had a home court advantage. They stole it. Going into Game 3, everyone was like, it's back in Miami. Like, the Heat are playing with house money. You know, they got nothing to lose. Like, it was looking very positive for the Heat. And, you know, the role players didn't have that, be- that good of a game. Um, Michael Porter Jr., he didn't have the best series. He contributed other ways, but... Shooting-wise, he didn't really do good. Bruce Brown and KCP weren't really big factors in Game 3. It was Nicole Jokic and Jamal Murray, their two best players, getting it done. So to me, that was kind of where things kind of shifted, where, you know, Denver Nuggets didn't get a full team effort, and yet they still found a way to win with that two-man game, and they were just too much for the Miami Heat. So I think, yeah, the Heat pretty much lost this series in Game 3 and in Miami, not being able to... At least get one game at home.
0: Yeah, yeah. game three was that, that two-man. He were doing a lot of trapping to Jamal Murray. They had some early success, I think, in game two. They kind of ran it late. Um, game three, I mean, Jamal Murray just finding his passes. Jokic, even if the help came, I mean, Jokic's finding the next guy, no problem. Uh, that's his game. That's easy money for him. Average 30, 14, 7, and almost one and a half blocks in the playoffs, and mm-hmm. I think we all know first player, uh, finished first in points, rebounds, and assists in the playoffs. The only player to ever do that, so you, you could call him a stat chaser. I mean, it is clearly not. He's it's
1: different though. Like, if you wanted to call Westbrook when he was an yeah. MVP a stat chaser, like, okay, like he literally was like telling Steven Adams not to get rebounds. Like, that's stat chasing. They didn't what that team was like, what they lose in the first or second round of the yeah. playoffs like they didn't go anywhere but Nikola Jokic his stats like actually impact the game and actually contribute to winning Russell Westbrook you know in his peak he was a great talent it was really fun to watch especially a smaller guard super athletic you know putting up those numbers averaging a triple double winning MVP he was deserving but in terms of like winning basketball you can clearly see how Nikola Jokic's play impacts the game and clearly impacts winning and grabbing that team a championship, whereas Westbrook, it was kind of more of the individual game, more of chasing the stats, but, you know, still give credit to Westbrook. It was a, a great season and deserving an MVP, but it, I don't think it was nowhere on the level of what Nikola Jokic is doing in terms of stat padding.
0: Jokic isn't stat padding. Everything Jokic does, he's helping that team win. Yeah, it, it, it's to win, man. Um, game four, I mean, I already mentioned Bruce Brown taking over in the fourth, and I think. Christian Brown was game three when he took over in the fourth on those seven lays. Yeah. MPG, MPJ couldn't hit um probably the ocean if you shoot into it. Neither could Max Struess. I mean, you saw the struggle for the heat between Stru's, Vincent's foul trouble. Um Caleb Martin got it going in game three. They didn't go back to him, kind of just dead in the water. Offense was very sluggish the whole Whole series, I mean, they could not get it going whatsoever. And if you're mm. not scoring against the Nuggets, they're going to get buckets against you, no problem. Uh, game five, man, I mean, you go down into it, played a great first half. Bam has played very well.
1: Super aggressive in the first half.
0: Yeah. Uh, hats off the band, just the way he played all playoffs and all series. I mean, there's times where he struggles, but... He's definitely shown his aggressiveness and being willing to be a leader, especially with, you know, Hero out. And it's just him and Jimmy. Problem I had, obviously, I I mean, problem. The guy got us there, as in Jimmy Butler, into the situation with his big games. Game four, he touched the ball, I think, two straight possessions. They got points, uh, two straight baskets, two consecutive baskets. And then he touches it. The, the Third possession, he gets ripped, loses it, and then he kind of just goes off into the corner, doesn't touch the ball. You know, as a superstar, the number one guy, fourth quarter, you're down 2 1. Or, yeah, 2 1. Uh, in a pivotal game four matchup, you got to be demanding the ball, whether you know, you're driving, you're shooing, he's got to demand the ball, and even more so in game five, I mean, you kind of saw him take over a little bit. Uh, get to the hole, kicked it out to Struess on one play for the corner three, missed. He, I mean, he was right under the basket. I like to see him go up with that. And the next one, he kind of hop steps into the paint. Yeah. Um, hesitates. Bro, he was
1: c- low key that like that little hop step, little two foot jump. He was he was minding that shit. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, but he bro, was, it, was it was like it was. And I'll I'll let you finish and I'll give my thoughts after. But that was a little odd to see him kind of go to that over and over.
0: Yeah, you you just didn't see him being Jimmy Butler. I don't know what it was. He wasn't going for the contact. Uh, it's just lack of going up in the paint. I mean, he'd get deep into the paint with penetration. There's a shot he was throwing up. Either you draw the foul or, you know, you take it, a tough shot. He's hit him before. i like to see him go up with it, try to kick it out. KCP, I think it was KCP, just read it, ran with it, fast break dunk, like, in that situation, fourth quarter, not just the game, the season's on the line. You put the team on your back, go out, be that guy. I mean, there was a one point in the Bucks series when he hit the little um, buzzer beater to send it to OT in Milwaukee, where he told Spo, he's like, he said, Are "You drawing up this plays for me," mm-hmm. and you kind of didn't see that same Jimmy in like
1: same shit in Game Six against Boston when he came down, you know. To take the lead, even though he got the free throws, he got the foul, but it was Jimmy with the ball. They wanted the ball in his hands.
0: Yeah, and you didn't really see that at all late in the series, even in the beginning of the series, just demanding that ball, being that superstar, even if you're not one of the greatest scorers ever. You're the best player on this team. You're the leader. You're the heartbeat of the team. I I just want to see him get more aggressive. Uh, That's really my one in in few complaints other than – Spo leaving it Max Strews for the whole series but I mean it's Spo, I I can't put the blame on him one of the best coaches He, he just couldn't get the shots to fall they usually do so
1: yeah for the Jimmy part I just think like realistically I think he was tired bro like you gotta realize like that shit is hard man especially if you look at the talent disparities between the two teams like coming in everyone knew the Nuggets had a better team on paper and they had the better team overall on the court as well when you got, you know, your number three, like, MPJ, whereas he's not shooting at all. What does he do best? Shoot the three ball. This fucking shot wasn't falling at all this series. But what else was he doing? He was grabbing boards. He was using his length. He was playing defense. He was using his length to get into the paint. He, even though he couldn't shoot, he was getting nice little looks. Floaters. Especially in blaze, game five. Exactly. If you look at the Heat's number three, like, what do you want to say,
0: like, Lowry, Gabe Vincent, Gabe Vincent yeah. like, those guys Look, are... They, Kayla I, Martin
1: was probably the
0: number three option. Exactly.
1: Right? You could even say Kayla Martin, Kyle Lowry, Gabe Vincent, Max Drews, Duncan Robinson, all these guys. Like, Duncan. if their shot isn't falling, they really don't offer anything else like superb, whereas on the Nugget side, at least, like, if you're Michael Porter Jr. and you're fucking 6'10", all right, I can't shoot, let me go my take my big-ass set of paint, grab a rebounder, you know, throw up a floater over a guy I'm four inches taller than... So they just have more opportunities. And for Jimmy, like, bro, if you look back at this playoff run, it started in the fucking play-in. They lost the first game. So that's another game they had to play on top of that first play-in game. Then against the Bucks, like, bro, he had to score fucking 56 points being guarded by what everyone, like, thinks is the best perimeter defender in the league, Drew Holiday. Like, bro, that shit is not easy. Then going up against the Knicks, rolls his ankle. That series still goes six games. Jalen Brunson, Jalen Brunson was playing really good, gave the Heat trouble. And then the Celtics, seven games. Jimmy Butler played amazing in those first two games, kind of won those games in Boston for him. But like after that, like it's, he didn't even drop completely off. He kind of like slowly like plateaued and kind of just went down a little bit. And that's why I think like he was tired and his legs were kind of up under him like and you saw especially in game five like he was getting good looks especially those little hop jumpers he was shooting the paint like it's not like they were bad they all just were short bro like he had that one i think in the third quarter just hit the fucking right in the front of the rim bro like he just didn't get enough under it so to me it looked like jimmy was just tired like mentally and physically just exhausted for having to carry you know a less talented team throughout this playoffs like what he's done is amazing even if he did win the championship, like that shit would have been crazy. As an eighth seed, all those miles on his body, playing all those minutes against, you know, all those teams, and not having, you know, weapons around him like Jokic had, where Jamal Murray, he's putting up thirty point triple doubles. Christian Brown, a rookie coming off the bench, Bruce Brown giving great minutes. Caldwell Pope, he got championship experience, hitting big shots. Like the Denver Nuggets had dudes they could rely on, whereas the Miami Heat it was literally Jimmy Butler dragging them there and then down the stretch yeah Bam gave you a few good minutes but there was also times like in the second half he would disappear like especially like on that on that turnover like bro you have Jamal Murray on you on the baseline sealed off and he's like throwing it to the corner where I mean there's supposed to be someone there but I mean like bro you got Jamal Murray on you just take the two yeah. Don't, like, don't get too fancy or try to make the right pass or whatever. Like Sometimes you just got to be like, damn, like let me go get a bucket on a smaller dude. You feel me? So I, I think it was kind of like the perfect storm for the Miami Heat. I mean, you just saw everything crashing down in game five. The lack of talent, the shooting kind of not being there, going back to what it was during the regular season. Jimmy Butler, <laughs> the weight on his shoulders having to carry that entire team and then the Denver Nuggets just – They weren't even playing great basketball, but just, you know, them being together as a team and having that chemistry, having multiple people they could rely on just was too much for the Heat to handle.
0: And I think that the Nuggets defense kind of overlooked as well. I mean, they played great defense.
1: I think especially down the stretch in that third and fourth quarter where they kind of felt like, oh, shit, we could actually win this. Then you start to see that effort turn up. Then you see KCP jumping passing lanes. Mm-hmm. You see Nikola Jokic getting strips and people, you know, giving that extra effort in the passing lanes because they're like, bro, like we could fucking a win a championship. championship. Yeah. Like they could, they could feel it right there. So you're going. Obviously, that's going to make you play harder. So yeah, I do, I do agree. The defense was kind of ramped up and overlooked in the playoffs and in, uh, the finals especially.
0: Yeah. W- one other thing, Game Five. Uh, Jimmy just didn't have to chuck up that horrible three. I understand he, he hit one and then he got fouled. He had two. Uh, yeah. He hit two and then he got fouled, but you, you could have got a better look there. I, I mean, I'm just picking and choosing at this point in this game. I mean, that's just yeah. one game. Um, I kind of thought they had it in the bag. It is what it is. Eight seed. You said it. I mean, no one expected him to be here. I'm a diehard Heat fan. I don't know. What did I say? I was like, pack us up after we <laughs> lost the Hawks playing. Like, You could go back. I mean, even the the Bulls game, you know, if DeRozan's daughter's there, the Heat just probably packed up for the summer. <laughs> like, Who knows, man? Because they barely came out with that game. They were down, came back. Mm-hmm. Uh, one seed Bucks. I said, pack us up. Giannis got a little banged up, helped a little, but they won without Giannis. Um, 56-point game. I thought they were down in the count there. Who brought us back? It was Jimmy Butler once again. So, I mean, you yeah. know, it, it's hats off to the season. Denver Nuggets, huge uh, championship for that city. I mean, you know, it's been long awaited for the Nuggets.
1: Yeah, first one ever.
0: Yeah, so ha- happy for the Nuggets fans finally getting one, getting that, uh, <laughs> parade going, which Jokic doesn't want to go to at all. Uh, You know, I think this is like the perfect picture, kind of like meme championship. I mean, my favorite photo was the one of Jokic in the corner of the locker room with the Michelob Ultra in his hand. He's like, (laughs) this could be any frat guy at a party. I mean, I've seen it firsthand. Like, eh. he fits right in. Seven footy, though. Yeah, (laughs) he's just good at basketball, bro. Like, yeah. Probably like the girls walk up. Oh, do you ball? Jokic probably be like, Nah, I don't. But just knowing that guy, <laughs> I saw a clip. They were, I don't know who was talking about him, but they were like, Jokic, like, he might not show that he like loves basketball. Like he just clocks in for his nine to five, and then he mm-hmm. goes and does his own thing. Like, I think that was it. Yeah, it was it. It yeah. was it. Um, I just thought like. You could see. I mean, it's not like he doesn't put his dedication into this craft. As a guy that was drafted during a Taco Bell commercial, like you got to be willing to put in the work. But he—he's totally right. I mean, this guy—he's just out here enjoying life. You didn't really see a reaction from him when they won the championship. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like business as usual for Jokic. Uh.
1: But I mean, I mean, he says it himself. He just wants to race his horses and be with his family, bro. Yeah, I mean, like.
0: This was just his way out, bro. He was just good at basketball. Like, that I mean, you can't blame the it guy. It was either
1: that or the mob, bro. I don't blame him. Yeah, yeah. I think you picked the right <laughs>
0: route, bro, because his brothers are no joke, man. They picked up Jokic and Mike Malone. Yeah, I saw that. Um, there was one other thing on my mind, but... Was, you saw the clip when they, he threw Jamal Murray in, in the, the pool. pool they, yeah. like, jumped in together. It was like he dove, tackled Murray into the pool. Um, it's gonna be interesting. The parade's tomorrow. We're sitting here recording, uh, Wednesday night. So I mean, they're obviously gonna be very lit out there in Denver. Oh, oh the, bro, have you ever seen the the Denver Nugget jeans video? There's just no way you haven't.
1: Yes, I saw that the clip ESPN had posted, or whatever, <laughs> of Jokic with the the Nugget jeans on, like the animation.
0: Nah. Oh, um, bro, it was. Yeah. A, Nah, nah. It was a viral meme with the one dude. No, I've seen, um, yeah, the dude with the yellow polo. But he was at. He was out in Denver, and they found him again. Oh, they funny. found him in the streets of Denver, and he was posted. Same fit, yellow polo, little hat on, and a Denver Nugget jeans. That's, that's funny. Someone said they need to take that dude to the parade
1: in the White House, bro. Yeah, bro. I, ESPN posted, like, a TikTok of, like, a little animation, and, like, Jokic was wearing, like, that fit. It was pretty funny. <laughs> I didn't see that, bro.
0: I guess I got to... Uh, take a look at it, but they were like...
1: We'll see it in a few days on IG
0: Reels. (laughs) (laughs) You're a hater. Yeah, I will. (laughs) Um, You might as well just post that to TikTok so I can see it eight days later. Um, But nah, it was funny. They should get that man courtside next time, but I I thought it was hilarious. Great season for the Heat. going to be interesting. As you know, you kind of got any last... Last thoughts on the finals before, you know, talk about like the heat off season obviously and you know, kinda what's going around in the NBA. No, right I now. was
1: I thought it wasn't it wasn't like the most exciting finals or anything crazy like that, just because, you know, we didn't have a fucking three one comeback or we didn't have any crazy shit like that. But I think it was a really good finals in terms of like legacy. I think it really helped Nicole Jokic stamp kinda where he is right now in the terms of being an all-time great, add that Finals MVP, add that ring. Already got the two back-to-back MVPs, and it the future's looking bright in Denver.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Stanton himself is one of the greatest <clears throat> uh, bigs, whether you think about it or not. Not your typical play style. Changed the game for sure. You saw two great point centers. I think, you know, Bam kind of played into You know, his role in establishing himself as, you know, a heat cornerstone. Like, you know, there's always questions. Kind of saw that mid-range fall, kind of saw it not. It's definitely something, I mean, he's still in his 20s, early 20s, mid-20s, whatever it is now. He's got time. I mean, just develop that mid-range a little bit more. Undersized playing against Jokic. Jokic still had a lot of heart. Gave Vincent free agent. Gonna be interesting to see. He was a big piece of the whole run up until that finals. Um and
1: He he had a few big shots in game five, but yeah, he was wasn't really he didn't really show up.
0: I really think that foul trouble in game three. Game four.
1: I think it was game four. Game, game four, four. I
0: mean, he picked up those three fouls like span of like five minutes and mm-hmm. that really messed up the whole vibe. Um Duncan Robinson, Max Struess are they part of a package deal Tyler Hero once again another another playoff run not available if he is i mean he's coming back from injury uh so it's going to be interesting to see we haven't really seen anything from him since the bubble yeah he's a six man he has some decisions let's get into it rumors swirling he want to add a superstar in the off season you know, they kind of wanted to add Kyrie before the trade deadline. Couldn't get yeah. that done. Harden was a name last year. Harden was a name. Westbrook
1: um, was a name before. Like So, Westbrook. I mean, the Heat are always just because of the Miami Heat, yeah, your destination. Miami, Pat always, Riley, Eric Spolstra. You know, no state tags. And they didn't, the <laughs> names are just going to be, like, South Beach. The, the Heat are just going to be, you know, in the rumors. But I, this year it feels more real.
0: Yeah, as an eight seed, you know, they went to the finals – um, as a middle of the pack, there were one seed lost in the conference finals, eight seed, you make it all the way to the finals. Once again, lose it, um, this time in five, the first time they lost to the Lakers in six and kind of still got that same core, a couple new guys that weren't a part of the team. Some guys that have departed two names that have been swirling around big time. Dame Lillard, Bradley Beal. Dame obviously kind of wanted out of Portland, put his house up for sale mm-hmm. um he mentioned the nets and the heat uh if you're if you're the heat, I mean obviously not knowing what you have to give up for each player and everything, but you know who would you rather have i mean I, I know value has a lot to do with it, but yeah, well. I mean, off the rip, both of their contracts
1: are not the yeah. best. So, I mean, they kind of cancel each other out. I believe Bradley Beal is a few years younger than Damian Lillard, so he has that going for him. I think he's still only, like, 29 years old or some shit like that.
0: Oh, I thought he was, like, 31, bro. Uh, he's 29.
1: Yeah, Bradley Beal is not that old. Well, he he's up there, but in terms of, like, you know, basketball age, yeah, he's he only, he's only 29. Like 30, yeah. I mean, yeah, whereas Dame, I believe, is, like, 32, 31. What? Either way, it doesn't really matter. 32. Yeah. Um, I think think they would actually be both pretty good fits for the Miami Heat and what they want to do because kind of all they were missing was that offensive threat and that playmaking, whereas I think you get more of that from Damian Lillard. He's the bigger name. Probably have to give up more to get Damian Lillard, whereas Bradley Beal, you could probably – not give up as much, but you're still going to have to give up, you know, something nice. I mean, it's the Miami Heat, Pat Riley, like he, if he's going to go for it, I think he's going to try to get Dame. He wants the big fish. He wants the player that could kind of help him get over top. And I do think Damian Lula offers more for that team offensively. I think his playmaking, his shot creating ability, his spacing would be a lot like better than what Bradley Beal will offer like if you imagine, like put Damian Lillard in that offense, like for the Miami Heat, just Bam like the spacing go to work
0: down low. Like I mean, not he's even not worried.
1: yeah. But I'm just thinking of like how much easier it Jimmy would be for the attack. guys like Duncan Robinson, like Max Strews, like Kayla Martin. Just get those guys. They'd be shooting so much cleaner looks. Gabe Vincent, if he comes back, like it would just make their lives so much easier because you know Dame has the ability to pull up from fucking thirty feet. Like the defense has to respect that. So. The spacing would be really crazy, and I just think that playmaking, you got to – down the stretch, the Heat really didn't have anyone to go to that could have the ball in their hands, someone you trust, where on the Nuggets you got Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic, who you trust and believe in to play, make, and create offense, where if you put Damian Lillard on that Miami Heat team, you won't have to worry about you know Jimmy Butler burning out in Game 5 of the NBA Finals because you have someone else that can carry that burden on his back and be able to playmake. But if you can't get Lillard, I do think Bradley Beal, his scoring ability – he can score from all three levels. I think that'll be a huge, huge boost. Defensively, I mean, neither one of those guys give you anything great defensively, but you be saw the— a little bigger, That's probably. Yeah, you see uh, what the Heat do. They'll just throw him in the zone or whatever. And <laughs> heat culture, <laughs> Pat Riley will have him at least give an effort on defense and spolstra. So I think they're kind of similar players, but I just I do think Damula will elevate it just a little bit more because of his playmaking ability that I don't think— Bradley Beal really has, on that same level.
0: Yeah, Bradley Beal can obviously he could play make, but Damian Lillard more of a a true point guard in mm. a sense in his ability to pass and everything. Beal two guard he's more downhill score. Yeah, Beal
1: gives you a little bit more size also. The yeah. Game is like a six, six foot. foot. Yeah, Beal probably like Yeah.
0: So one thing, I think you kind of you know, didn't mention was the fact. Although it's not extensive, Dame does have playoff experience. Dame does have that that clutch shot gene. Well, he does, but I mean, like it's not it's not like finals experience. But I mean, for Bradley Beal, someone who, I mean, they have playoff
1: experience too. Beal that was maybe what ten years ago. Him and Wall had a little run. Yeah, Dame, like bro, like I mean, no one was really, no one really took the Trailblazers seriously. I mean, he's been he does have playoff experience. He's made the Western Conference Finals, but I mean, every single time they they haven't made any noise. So I I, mean, give, I get what you're saying. He has the he has games played in the postseason.
0: Yeah, like, but on the on the team like the Miami extensive. Heat, I don't
1: yeah. that, I don't I feel like it matters, but I don't think it's that big of a deal when you have guys on that team like Kyle Lowry, like Kevin Love, Jimmy Whoa. Butler. I mean, a lot of those dudes on on that team were there in that initial bubble run playoff and coming off this playoff. So I think playoff experience won't be that big of an issue, especially coming into the Heat culture where, you know, those guys don't care about what you've done. They don't care about what's going on. They just want to win. And uh, I think if you're someone like Damian Lillard or Bradley Beal, you're not coming into that team like, all right, like, I've played in the playoffs, you know, I've done this, I've done that, like, no, it's, all right, I'm here to try to win, like, I'm just gonna fit in where I get in type shit, you feel me? I I might be, like,
0: kind of wrong, man, he had, I, got, I gotta see, like, the exact number, but Bradley Beal had some games under his belt in the playoffs, I mean, I know... Well, because you gotta you think, got he's been
1: in the league for, like, what, like, nine, ten
0: years? Ten like, years, I mean, what, he's drafted after year one, so... Probably nineteen coming into the league. Nah, mean Minshall. They've
1: had some years where they were in the playoffs. They just never did anything crazy. They, like
0: I think they won like the first round where John Wall went up and he was like. I think
1: is... I think they the furthest they made it was the second round. Yeah, same. Um, or did they make it to the? I don't think they made it to the conference finals one year. No.
0: Let me go back. Let me take a look. at I that. think it was
1: what was it? Twenty seventeen when Isaiah Thomas was going crazy. That yeah, was like probably. the last like real year they had.
0: They made it to and the second, had a decent second series. round of that series. They went to one two seven games, Eastern Conference semis. Yeah, yeah, against Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, Bill played pretty well, I think. <clears throat> so did and John Wall
1: had decent games.
0: That's when he hit that game winner. That was against. I, th- I think that was in the first round against Atlanta, that they did that. Um, no,
1: that's when he stood up on the table and yeah. did that. But I think it was another game against the Celtics. He hit a like a a clutch what, three.
0: Maybe, I mean, they won both imagine. games at home. Yeah, but kind of. Oh, maybe game six. They only won by one. I think it, that's Beal's plus minus. It it. Yeah. It regardless,
1: they, yeah, they, Beal definitely got some some playoff experience.
0: Yeah. But
1: Damian Damian Lewis definitely made it further, for sure. But yeah. I mean, and making he, it further, he's probably had more to do. But making it further, like, like you knew he was playing the fucking Warriors, bro. Like, yeah, he just pack steamrolled, like, like
0: <laughs> Damian Lillard
1: and CJ McCollum,
0: like, come on, bro, <laughs> like, it's who's their three, like. Bro, they had the worst small forwards of all time. they had zero wings.
1: Like, bro, when Jeremy Grant's like the best wing Damian Lillard's ever played with, like, Al Farouk Amino, like, yeah, on, <laughs> <Okay>.
0: <laughs> dude, <laughs> oh yeah, he's he's definitely had his fair share of, you know. Yeah. Um, I can't even think who else, bros, in that. I place mean, Beal played with a good big, machine, Gortat, back in the day, and yeah, Nene, Nene, um. I mean, yeah, it, it, it just goes on. It, I mean, part of it had to do with the wall and Beal taking up all the money, but two, two me, big bro. bags. Um, Hall of Fame bag chaser. But I did see something <laughs> Brian Winhorst did report. Don't be surprised kind of the package of Beal is dealt of what it actually is because he doesn't think it's going to be as high as people expect it to be just because that contract is so unfriendly for and Bradley also, Beal. also,
1: Beal has a no trade clause. So, like, Bradley Beal has to want to go there. Yeah. So, he kind of has all the leverage. Like, even if the uh, Wizards can get a better offer from a different team, like, if Bradley Beal doesn't want to go to fucking, I don't know, Houston, like, he doesn't, he's not going
0: to go. <laughs> Beal times Harden, like, <laughs> just too yeah. ball dominant. Yeah. Um, it can be interesting to see where Harden goes. Also, I mean, it's only been reported Philly in Houston.
1: I don't I don't know if Harden comes back. Um, he might. It's
0: a possibility. I I could see him in the Heat uni. Um I don't know. I don't I don't know if you would want Harden. I don't know how he'd fit um the Heat. Yeah. Um
1: because um, I was listening to the Bill Simmons podcast and he had Doc Rivers on there and Doc Rivers was kinda talking about like coaching James Harden and what like they were going through and he was talking about like, how James was such a good player and stuff, but he was, like, kind of just, like, it. Was, he was, like, it was difficult trying to coach Harden because, like, the two His, different the play styles, he was, like, the two different play styles we wanted to play with were, like, complete opposite. And he talked about, you know, how Harden wanted to be, like, that main dominant ball handler. And uh Doc wanted Harden to play, like, more off the ball and facilitate more. And it was kind of funny. When he was describing Harden's game, the main thing he kept saying was, like, you know where the ball is gonna go. He's like, when Harden has the ball, he's like, you like, you know where it's gonna go. Like Harden's gonna dominate the ball, so it makes it easier for defenses to adjust. Whereas playing off ball, you know, he was like, like the adjustment Curry did when playing against the Clippers. He was like, Curry was off the ball. You didn't know where he was at. It was so hard to keep up with him. He's like, well, whereas when Harden has the ball, he's like, you know where the ball is gonna go. So I do. I don't think Harden I take that fit in into fourth the fourth quarter.
0: I mean, yeah, it's just kind of just tossing it around but i mean beal lillard I'll, I'll take either of them uh obviously there's only two players off limits in trades at this point it's bam and jimmy tyler hero he's definitely available to get traded draft picks duncan robinson max Strus. um you know yovich yeah i have seen yovich part of it got it's Kind of don't want to let go yet. He's your first round draft pick, nineteen years old. Yeah, he's still Still young. You know, the Heat known for developing players. This is when you could develop. You ship him off. Uh, Might not be the same for his career. Mm -hmm. Obviously, at that point, you really don't care because you dumped him off. But (laughs) I mean, you know, it's something that you could see. Tyler Hero. I don't think he'll ever be. You know, I don't. I don't want to say. An elite I mean he's a great scorer. He's an all-star caliber player. That's I don't
1: pretty much all he does is score.
0: Yeah, I don't think he'll ever reach that superstar-esque level. Um I almost want to say his ceiling's either at Bradley Beal or even below Bradley Beal kind of. I think of. Bradley
1: Beal's a good ceiling for Tyler Hero. Yeah, it's yeah. like
0: it's, it's around that general area. I don't think, you know, he could ever reach that next level, that superstar tier one, tier two player. He's kind of, you know, just a star in the league. Um, I mean, we play Madden a lot. Dev Trait, uh, you know, franchise is like a star. He's, you know, not a superstar, but he's a star in the league. So, I mean, obviously he could break out, do some great things, become a superstar, but still really young, hasn't gotten to that point really haven't seen the progressions through it just kind of what I thought he was mm-hmm. and not being able to stay healthy I know diving for a ball breaking your hand like there's nothing you guys can really the yeah, do there but two playoff runs the Heat needs you and one of them you didn't play at all so it it's tough I mean the is definitely going to be gone off the roster um Kyle Lowry, Kevin Love, maybe we'll we'll see with those guys. But it's gonna be an interesting offseason. You know, a lot of moves to be made, not just by the Heat, by other teams. Will definitely. Yeah, did you see the
1: reports of Zion being available? Oh, I
0: did see Zion as the latest one. Who was it? Someone else? Zion and someone else? Well,
1: the the team. Well, I they I saw them saying like maybe Brandon Ingram. Yeah, I they think, were going to ship, but I think uh, most of the reports were saying Zion and the Hornets were a team that kept popping up for Zion. And that Ooh, number Mello two pick. and,
0: and Zion on the, on the same team, man. I mean, you know, take it back to the high school days. Those were the two yeah, kind of like, big names, <laughs> like. They were, they were those dudes. Uh, I it think they even played in a 2018,
1: that's a fucking super team, bro. Oh, dude. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> dude, you put, like, Zion on Chino Hills, like, back in the day. Like, yeah, this is, is 2019, h- bro. i would be going insane. I dude. mean, if
0: LaMelo stays healthy, he's one of the best. Not, like, he's up there with, you know, top point guards in he's the league. He's a good point guard, yeah. Um, Zion, one of Scoring the. Scoring point guard, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's got incredible length as well, and he can pass too. So, uh, it's just a question of effort, health, Zion. We all know it's just health at Same that point.
1: Shit. Yeah, they, there are some, you know, effort questions as well just because he hasn't been able to shed that weight and be at a, um, a good playing weight. But, I mean, health is also a big thing.
0: I think that's what his girls like, kind of like grizzly, you know, with all the trouble. That's, He's also, you
1: off-the-court <laughs> off situations going on as well, distractions. But, I mean, new scenery might be best for Zion, but I don't know if the Pelicans are up for it. Yeah. Uh, it,
0: it's going to be interesting to see with that. Obviously, all the memes, 2019 draft class, you had yeah. uh, Ja, uh, Zion, R.J. Barrett. P.J. Washington. P.J. Washington, <laughs> like – you got two with you know women problems. You got one, flashing guns on IG live, and then, um, you got RJ Barrett who's yeah, just sick. average. <laughs> like they kill RJ. That might be the worst one. Yeah, they're, they're like uh, gunshots, backshots, um, <laughs> guns and buns. Yeah, it's like, and then obviously PJ with you know his BM drama, and. R.J. Barry, yeah, catching the worst of the bullet. <laughs> I mean, just playing in New York, it, it's tough. so tough for R.J. I mean, as a young guy coming into this league, I mean, he's Canadian first off. And, you know, I mean, he had a big stage, you know, from high school. One year at Duke. And the one year at Duke when they had the super team. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I mean, it, it doesn't amplify to New York City and Running with what your those favorite fans – Cam Reddish, uh, yeah, I mean, favorite player, bro. See, you just take everything. I like Cam Reddish as a player. I think he's, you know, kind of got an unfair chance in a league. You like, oh, there's other someone Dan can run
1: with. He's on Portland, right? <laughs> Cam
0: Reddish. Does he fix their wing problem in Portland? I mean, he's been there for like half the season.
1: They not. Oh, it was a trade deadline, wasn't it? Yeah, I think, I think so, got something like trade that. Deadline.
0: Yeah. I mean, he didn't play bad, but I mean, come on, you asking Cam Reddish, just uh, a role player. You know, a three three and D type guy. Um, to um, go man. go beat C J McCollum and a three and like eh. there's there's a lot of things in Portland that kind of need attention. Not just maybe the wing like six years ago they needed five years ago. It's a little past dude just for a wing guy. Well, I mean, if Portland makes the right moves. They could have a pretty interesting
1: future. Oh, just they no got doubt. a lot. Of, they got some young talent, young guys. You know. Ready to kind of come on the scene, take a bigger step in their career. So, especially if they if they do right with their draft picks this year, kind of a haven't been too heavy into the NBA draft and like the prospects, or whatever. But it's kind of a top heavy draft. So, if you got one of those early picks like the Portland Trailblazers is doing, they intend to you know move up and kind of get a few more extra draft picks. It could be some some bright days ahead for Portland, excluding Damian Lillard, which is kind of crazy.
0: You you mentioned top-heavy kind of draft, but you take a deeper dive into it. You know, after the Nuggets won, the questions were, you know, GMs now, are they going to invest in these later later picks kind of like, you know, the Nuggets did. I mean, he wasn't, you know, a top prospect by any means. You go into the draft, I mean, you look at R.J. Barrett, top pick. Um, you look at the top picks from the drafts, you know, kind of like Markel Fultz. Alonzo Balls who has turned his career around and been playing great basketball in Orlando. No, he's been playing way. he's been playing good basketball. He's been playing good good basketball. No, this I would past say. season he's leveled it up. No, I yeah, he's say. he's a good player. Like definitely a starter in the league. Um yeah, obviously after all those shoulder problems kind of like cleared up no longer with those so it's definitely looking good for him but I mean, every NBA draft's kind of, like, top-heavy, and you kind of see sometimes the buzz. Um, there's always going to be late talent. I mean, they talk about the Nuggets in the Heat. Jokic late-round draft pick, the Heat running with five undrafted players or whatever it was. You know, the talent later in the drafts. So, like, the OKC, who has, you know, they got the young talent. They got the young core, and they still got a boatload of picks. I mean... They're still Even in great. He got another position. one
1: during the NBA Finals. Yeah,
0: and so I mean they're doing just fine. You know does OKC kind of try to go to build that route? Um, obviously, Spurs with the generational talent coming up is the one. You got him, and then Scoot, who also I don't know if you saw the clips of him working out. He's probably the number two draft pick.
1: Yeah, Scoot. He's absolutely built insane. Different. Yeah, nigga, swallow up.
0: <laughs> bro. Quick, I he's mean, only
1: like six two though. He's not that tall.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's a he's a kind of older style point guard in size wise, but six two. I mean, you're undersized, but that's not that's not the worst. You just you're just a point guard at that point. You're yeah, just not he a six score. six guy He's yet.
1: Super athletic, so he could jump yeah. with anybody.
0: Yeah. You're not like the Jamal Murray type or you know the Lamellos, who's you know taller in size, but he could definitely get it done. He'll probably go number two. So after Him that, or Brandon Miller, I don't know. You're right. Um,
1: it's, it's, it's hard to say until we till the draft because, I mean, bro, the number two pigs being floating around, Charlotte wants to trade it, but, you know, they're saying if Charlotte's sticking, they're going to pick Brandon Miller, but the Nuggets want to trade to bring in Scoot Henderson. Like it, it, You just won't know until, you know, the names are picked. So, I mean, after Wimby, the one and two, I meant two and three is kind of up in the air. Then you got um what's his name Buddy from UCF. You got the Thompson twins. Uh, yeah, so it's a few decent prospects out there. Um, that guard from Baylor, he's like one of like the best. Just scores. He's projected to go pretty high. I don't. Know, it'll be an interesting draft. A lot of a lot of good talent. Yeah. Um, the NBA draft is all is never as like hyped as the NFL draft, just because. One, you don't get to see the players as much as you do in the NFL draft because those guys are playing college football for three years. And you got guys like Marvin Harrison who've been superstars since their freshman year. So it's easy to follow them, whereas in the One NBA, you got dudes like School Henderson G who are, don't even go to the fucking college. They go into G League or whatever, and they're not really that televised. So
0: um, I
1: think they'll they'll be fine in the league.
0: Yeah. You got... You know, the G League, you go overseas, play for a year.
1: Yeah, and uh, and the foreign players too, like I yeah. mean.
0: People, I mean, there's no people in the NFL football. aren't getting
1: drafted from fucking nah, they, Ukraine, bro. They <laughs> do. I mean
0: they they come over <laughs> they come from, and play college yeah. first. Yeah. Uh so yeah, it, it definitely is different. It's like, you know, when the Knicks drafted Chris Thosno and Darko um, Luka. Talk about bus, yeah, Luca. They were like, mad. No at one that. knew where Luca was coming from. Yeah, right. and now he's one of the best. Like I mean, even like guys like Goran Dragic, you know, that were brought into the league. These guys, no one, no one knows knows who they are unless you're a fan of that team or you're following that draft class heavy. Which, you know, when it does, or you're closer. following the prospects. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, we'll, that's we'll do a little mock or what, something. Like two weeks,
1: bro. Like, I think it's the twenty second. Next week, is it? Pretty sure.
0: Um. Why Scoot Hen- Henderson is uh still in play at two? See, so it's twenty second. Yeah. Um, <laughs> shit basically here. Yeah. So maybe we do a first fifteen picks or so. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but we'll, we'll see, man. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Uh. Regardless, gonna be interesting. See those moves. Team's going to be shaken up. Rebuilds, final pushes, kind of is for the Heat. You know, Jimmy Butler era, he's getting up there in age. You saw him tired of, in the playoffs, rightfully so. But we'll see, especially going after two, you know, not young players, but two players that have been established in the league. We'll see what that, um, you know, is the Philly era going in a different direction. Embiid wants out? <laughs> I mean, uh, Embiid. Is he done trusting the process? Just like uh, Jamal Murray said when he brought up the meme post-game, post, post game, you know, after the celebration of uh, Jokic and Embiid both running, and Embiid's out in front, grabs the MVP trophy, stops, and then Jokic just keeps running. He grabs the finals trophy, the Bill O'Brien. So, I mean, Jamal Murray said in a what press the tortoise conference Tortoise versus the hair? Huh? Like the old story? Like oh, the, yeah, the tortoise yeah, versus 30, the hair. Yeah. <laughs> no, 100%. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure they taught us all public schools that story yeah, at that point uh, in the state of Florida because right. not even public like bro i don't just think any, florida
1: education is something we should be talking about right it, now. it really is very bro. controversial uh, all right bro <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, i'm just saying like that's
0: something that when i was a kid okay might be teaching something else nowadays yeah, yeah all right, right. we got <laughs> we got no comments this is not a political <laughs> podcast man. I'm we're just saying. out here yeah, i don't make the laws talking sports man and, So, what an old memory pops up that relates to what Jokic in the Embiid meme and Jamal Murray drunk on the press conference wanted to talk about. Maybe not drunk, but he was tipsy, bro. Because there's no way you just bring up that meme and not be a little (laughs) late. But
1: uh, speaking of Embiid, it's funny, like you brought it up. Doc Rivers also was talking about like Joel Embiid, and Bill Simmons was like you know, what does it take for Joel B like, to, you know, to get to that next step? Like, Jokic and Doc Rivers, is like, he has it in him. He was like, the main thing is, like, health. He's just got to be healthy. And he's like, the second thing is he's just got to be able to, like, to, you know, elevate his his teammates and, like, make his the players around him better. And he was like, yeah, coming in, like, that culture. And then Bill Simmons was like, oh, that, like, you know, trust the process and everything. He was like, how bad, like, was it, like, could you feel, like, how bad it was, like, when you got there? And he was like, yeah, it was a real thing. He was like, it was times, like, where I had have to, like, convince Joel, like, he's like, yeah, like, you can play, because he's like, he missed his first two years in the NBA. He didn't play at all. So when Doc Rivers, he's like, yeah, when I got there, he's like, dudes are basically like, used to just, like, sitting out and not playing. He was like, I kind of had to, like, convince Joel, like, or tell him, like, bro, like, yes, you can play. Like, you're going to play. Like, you don't need to rest. So, like, that kind of mentality coming from the Sixers is interesting. Like, like Joel and B just, like, wants to, to sit out games and kind of low manage, whereas, you got a coach like Doc Rivers that has to – it's interesting that, like, you got to light a fire under someone but to go play. Like, damn, like, you don't want to get out there and play. Like, your coach got to tell you, like, it's okay. <laughs> and it makes sense, you know, especially the same shit with Ben Simmons. Like, you know, he missed his whole rookie year as well. You know, he could kind of won rookie of the year, like, the second year, you know, that whole joke. So I can understand – he's like, up
0: and running this year, no?
1: He might be. So <laughs> it's interesting, you know, hearing that perspective from Doc Rivers kind of – how, like, that early on, that trust the process kind of basically just fucked up. Probably the reason why Ben Simmons isn't playing right now is the reason why NB can't make it far this moment because that, like, their um like, their attitude and, you know, the way they look at the game kind of got messed up as, you know, oh, you don't, you don't want to play tonight? Oh, you could just take this one off. Like, that, like, tanking process. Like, oh, we're building for the future. You don't need to play all these games. Like, we're just going to grab a bunch of draft picks. And you just don't play. Now when they're trying to win, it's like no, like you gotta you play. Gotta you hop feel me, on the like quarter, bro, you can't just miss games now. Like now you gotta play. So I don't think they kind of set them up for success in the long run. Like at the time, it was cute, yeah. Like oh, we got all these draft picks, we got all this talent, we got all these guys. They're gonna be healthy. They're sitting missing games, low managed. But now when it's time to play and actually complete the process. It's like they're still stuck in the beginning because they're so used to not playing. A downloading
0: yeah. error uh, on Embiid's <laughs> part. There, yeah. There's one thing you did say with Doc Rivers, trusting his teammates and elevating his teammates. We know Embiid, individually, one of the best players there is in the league. But I, to your point, I mean, I even saw a clip of, they were like, check out the two different types of leaders. Now, Jimmy, I think... um. Huge leader, obviously, great friends with Embiid. And I think that's the only time maybe Embiid trusted his teammates is when Jimmy was there. But it was both in the postseason, both of them talking about losses. And Embiid, you know, he was like, you know, um, guys just got to hit their shots, kind of like, you know, not saying me. Meanwhile, they, they showed a clip of Jimmy, and he's like, He's like, I told them guys, if, you know, I come out and play better, we win that game. He was like, you know, we all play a role. And beat was like, oh, we, we. And Jimmy was like, you know, I got to be better for these guys.
1: And when Doc, you brought that up, that's a good point. When Speaking of James Harden, that is something that Doc Rivers did mention because Bill Simmons asked him, like, what's the perfect player and he was, like, someone that'll hold Joel Embiid accountable. And he said, like, James Harden, like, wasn't afraid, like, to speak up. And, you know, that's something we've seen, you know. We've seen Jimmy Butler do it. You know, that one clip where he's, like, yelling at Joel Embiid to shoot the ball. Like, someone that's not afraid to yeah. hold Joel accountable. And he said, you know, James Harden would do that. And you kind of see it. He saw it. Like, he would hold Joel Embiid accountable. Like, kind of like, yo, like, you got to come along. And, like, you got to play, too. So, I do want – like, you give Harden credit for that, you know, holding teammates accountable and, you know, kind of wanting to win and keeping Joel Embiid in check. Not in check, but making sure that he is also held to the same standards, which goes back to that trust the process where we're fucking babying everyone we're going to cradle you. And now it's like you get guys like James Harden and Jimmy Butler who have been in the league, who played on the, all these games. It's like, no, like, you're not going to do this. Like, you got to do your part too. So I think yeah. that is also, like – super important in terms of finding someone that'll work with Joel Embiid is you got to be able to, you need another alpha that'll speak their mind.
0: I mean, you you look at Harden, while Embiid, obviously, one of the greats in the league, Harden, he's played with Russ, he's played with KD, um, mm-hmm. even Kyrie, Kyrie for a little. And then he's also played with Chris Paul. Chris Paul, he's also played with, you know, <clears throat> scrubs in NBA terms. I mean, obviously, great players, not trying to knock the Houston Rockets, when he was over there. But, you know, P.J. And, uh, Tucker's had a PJ great Tucker, career. P.J. Tucker, Trevor, he Reza,
1: was, Pat Bell, those tone setters, like dudes that know, like, like but that.
0: But I'm saying, like, just skill-wise, like, he trusted those guys. Like, P.J. Tucker, why was he one of the greatest corner three-point shooters, you know? and the It's because James would drive. Drive and kick. Drive and kick, bro. The help come off P.J. He'd kick it out to P.J. I mean, yeah, he was sh- for sure, you know, kind of, ball hogging but he'd average you know up up near an assist it's because it was a driving kick he'd kick it out These, i mean pj tucker not one of the greatest shooters on the planet i Mm. mean yeah sure he's good from the corner but he was getting the best looks like i mean you're standing there wide open yeah yeah. um i mean he just pat bev i mean he could i remember him he could shoot in houston probably because he was wide open like Threes. Yeah, getting great looks. And, I mean, it's just credit to James Harden. I mean, he knew he was a scorer. That was his type of game. Still able to kick it out to the teammates, just trusting them. And Bede, you know, that slow methodical. He's not really elevating his teammates. He's not vocal. He's just, you know, what some would call a crybaby and a yeah, kind of diva. For
1: James Harden, I think, you know, playing with, with those guys, I think it's more of that mentality that they kind of helped instill in James Harden. Those P.J. Tuckers, those Pat Bells, uh, Trevor Ariza, those guys that aren't afraid, you know, to go out it and, like, speak their mind and kind of add a toughness. And, uh, you know, Russell Westbrook had it. KD, at times, when he takes over, he has it. So, I mean, it rubs off on James Harden. You know, Jimmy Butler, I mean, we know what he's been through and his situations in the NBA, playing for Thibodeau, you know, the whole Minnesota situation. So, I think in Philly, you, when you see James Harden, and Jimmy, Jimmy Butler have the most success with Joel Embiid. It's like, yeah, these dudes, like, they're kind of like no no, Grinders, no yeah. bullshit type of guys. Like, they know, like, what it takes. They, they're they not going to go for this little management, this trust-to-process the bullshit. They're like, bro, we're here to win. Like, Joel Embiid has the talent. They have the talent. Like, we can win games. We can make it far in this league, and they're trying to win. So, when you got, have someone like, you know, Ben Simmons, who comes from that same cloth as Joel Embiid in terms of, you know, Low management, trust the process, kind of being coddled, like, it's not gonna work because they both on the same page and they not, they don't got like that dog, in you know, them, they don't got that, that hunger, that fight, you feel me, they've been yeah. basically coddled, so I think someone else from the outside is definitely gonna have to come in for Embiid or a new, a new change of scenery for Joel Embiid intent and trying to get over that hump is gonna definitely be key.
0: I agree, 100%. You got, you know, any kind of, Last takes any last comments any topics we missed?
1: No, that's oh um, on the NFL side, AFC East little turmoil. What's, what's going on with uh Diggs up there in Buffalo?
0: Oh yeah, Stefan Diggs man, uh not reporting uh to minicamp right? Is the Madden curse already happening. <laughs> well, first off, I mean we, we could talk with Josh Allen on the cover. Dude almost lost the playoff game to Skylar Thompson. <laughs> I, I, I'm I, not going to say anything. Here. A quote-unquote washed Miami Dolphins team. I think they had, what, one or two defensive touch. I think it was just one, but they had multiple turnovers on him. So, you know, a little bit confusing. You know, Bill's got a great defense. They shut down Skylar Thompson in a playoff game and their playoff win last season. I mean, dude, if they have Teddy Bridgewater, I think they win that game. So, I don't think that's kind of deserving to, get, <laughs> deserving to get on the cover. I saw, you know, something like, maybe they should have put Joe Burrow on it. I'm like, Jefferson, I, I put yeah, put Jay Jets on it. I mean, it's not like it was his fault they were losing. I mean, he was the whole reason they were winning. So, Josh Allen, obviously talented quarterback. He didn't play up last year. He didn't. He had, a, you know, kind of a down season in his terms as being one of the league's most talented players. Should have made
1: Brian Dable to come around, me.
0: Yep, the Brian Dable <laughs> curse, whatever you want to call it. You know, he's gone. So, Daniel Jones has his best years. Clearly the coach, man. Yeah. Um, where's Dable at now? Oh, I mean, never mind. Uh, that's how, how long I haven't been thinking about football, but. I mean, you could have went so many different rounds. But in terms of digs, obviously, a few years in Buffalo. You know, you're playing in Buffalo, somewhere that's not indoors. You know, he's a receiver. He wants to catch, you know, footballs all season long, not just when it's sunny, sun shining. Uh, I mean, you can still catch him in the snow a little bit harder. And Josh
1: but, Allen has the talent to complete passes in that weather. Oh, 100%. Or, you know, know yeah.
0: I work with a Bills fan. He always says Josh Allen's the perfect, you know, Buffalo quarterback, which he is. I mean, strong arm, Mm -hmm. um, can run as well. I mean, he does it all. But Stephon Diggs, I mean, he's seen it, you know, getting up there in age in terms of receivers. Not many play past 30, uh, usually when they kind of hit that wall. So, for him, he's like, it's championship time for me. Like, I, I don't know how much I got left in the tank. We've ran it with this same squad it hasn't worked man like no it, and the reporter saying he want to go to Dallas and play with his brother you know for the wanna trip there either bro i'm just going to put it i out. mean at that point i think he's just hanging him up and say i want to play with my bro like yeah. th- this is bigger than a championship this is you know this is me and my my brother going to work yeah. and maybe maybe i could elevate them give them a, a slight chance
1: Well, I mean, it is the NFC, so the only team they really have to beat out would be the Eagles.
0: I mean, you throw CD, you got Stephon Diggs on the other side. That's a little mismatch out there on the uh, corner for some teams. So I know you're not going to say not the Eagles, but uh, you also see the reports that Russell Wilson should have been an Eagle and they wouldn't have Jalen Hurts, your boy Jalen Carter. Who else? The Sweat Bros, I think. Sweat was gone. Part of the deal. Shoulda, I mean, coulda, woulda. Yeah. Listen, we'll, bro. We'll talk about That's it, Wilson
1: fault. He He's the one that declined going to Philly, so. <laughs> not, not it you is do, bro. what
0: it is, man. But as you said, Denver bounce back season. When did so, I say that? What do you mean? You said Sean Payne. He's going to elevate Russ. I
1: said that? Yeah. Well, I mean, having a bounce back season for the Broncos was, was what? Like, no, but, but you said wins, they're going to have a eight good wins. season. Yeah, you said playoff
0: contenders. Like I mean, not Super Bowl champs, but. You said they're gonna have a bounce back year. Russ was gonna have a you know way better season than he did last year. Yeah, you know, not much else he could go to butt up. So I mean, dude, I think you scroll on a TikTok and find the clip, but of you talking about it. Regardless, man, uh, you got. I mean, any, they, like I said, any they set the Diggs? bar
1: so low; like it's, it would not be hard for him to be better.
0: <laughs> any thoughts on Diggs? Nah. Classic receiver drama, man. <laughs> Are they the most uh, drama-filled position group? Come on, bro. S- no, I than think Q-B? it's offensive
1: guard. Like, <laughs> come on, bro. Obviously, it's the receiver. But...
0: All right, bro. So, uh, when's your next stand-up show? Well, next the next week? time
1: you ask me a dumbass question. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, come on, bro. It's just conversation. Regardless. You can see the dickhead show on the go to go podcast. Um, but nah, man. Episode 45. No more comments, takes, anything. Nah, I'm, go to go I'm pod. Done. TikTok, man. Like, comment, subscribe. YouTube. Go to go. Also uploading shorts now onto it. So everything on TikTok go, goes to YouTube as well. Like, comment, share, subscribe. Do all that good stuff, man. Show friend. Show your parents. Show your family. (laughs) Just hit that share button, man. Till next time, man. Go to Go, episode 45. Appreciate everyone tuning in, man. Peace.